On the Tuesday episode of the Commute Podcast, we speak with Savannah Morning News investigative reporter Raisa Habersham about the Maurice Mincy case and the updates there, as well as the reveal of the body cam footage that is now on savannahnow.com. The Commute is brought to you by National Office Systems. Hello and welcome to the Commute Podcast. This is Zach Dennis sitting in for Adam Van Bremer. On today's episode, we're going to bring in Savannah Morning News investigative and courts reporter Raisa Habersham to talk a little bit about the Maurice Mincy officer-involved shooting that took place in 2021. The case finally wrapped up with the DA's office and the family held a press conference last week to talk about their response and their next steps in the case. But today, on this Tuesday, the Savannah Morning News also released the some of the body cam footage from the incident that shows uh, the moments leading up to, as well as the moment that Mincy is shot by a Savannah police officer. Uh, you can find all of that at savannahnow.com. Before we get to Raisa, real quickly, let's talk about our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Sitting here in our podcast studio, looking out onto the array of National Office Systems products, they look comfortable. I could sit on the on the on the awning here. Like it's just it's wonderful looking. Uh, National Office Systems is the exclusive provider of Dirt Modular Interiors and Herman Miller Furniture. They also are now into Knoll. You hear that office furniture heads? Knoll and National Office Systems. Crazy. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about National Office Systems, go to natoffsys.com. That's N-A-T-O-F-F-S-Y-S.com. Now, here's my chat with Raisa. Joining us on the Tuesday episode of The Commute is Raisa Habersham, our investigative and courts reporter for the Savannah Morning News. Uh, Raisa, you have been in the thick of the Maurice Mincy case, uh, which has been going on for the better part of a year, but it's kind of sped up with some new information, including um, the Savannah Morning News uh, posting this morning the some of the body cam footage from the incident over a year ago. Uh, but we're going to back up to the beginning. Um, let's go back to that night uh, in 2021. What, what was first reported? What were the first bits of news that came out when uh, an altercation between him and the police led to a officer-involved shooting. Sure, thank you for having me. Um, so the first bit of information we received, uh, I think it was mid-July, um, which is nearly almost a year ago, was that there was a man, there was a traffic stop initiated by Savannah police. Um, at some point, the person in question, the person you just mentioned, Maurice Mincy, was a passenger in the car at the time during this rolling, um, during this traffic stop. And at some point, it was alleged that he pointed a gun at officers and he was shot. Um, A day later, um, the GBI walked back that initial information, which kind of led to more questions, not just from press, but from family as well. Um, Other questions that I think were outstanding were why were these two men stopped for, you know, uh, I guess allegedly rolling past a stop sign. Because just looking at the footage, right? It's it's what is it? A forty-five to fifty-minute traffic stop. It it is that long. Um, we don't yet know why it increased from um, 
the time they initially stopped him to mm-hmm. that point uh, where the shots are fired. Um, so that point isn't clear. We're still combing through a little bit of the footage. Um, but yes, that that is a question that I think everybody wants to know is why did this traffic stop? Did not end in a ticket given and they're just l- allowed to go about their business. It mm-hmm. escalated at some point, pr- might, maybe prior to the shooting. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so then after the incident, um, you know, I think it's for the most part reported as an officer involved shooting. Uh, it goes through the GBI, the GBI investigates, they send it to the uh, Chatham County district attorney's office. Um, and it's, it seems like it's regular policy for the most part, at least with Shalina cook Jones, that she's going to take about 120 days to kind of review all the footage, make her assessments. Um, what, what was going on uh, through that process as it seemed like, it kind of happened and then disappeared for a while just because it was going through all these processes at the uh, at the uh, DA's office. Sure. Um, so shortly after, you know, we learn about this incident, obviously the family is calling for the footage to be released because they want to know, well, you say that my relative pulled a gun, but it turns out they didn't. What else are you hiding? Um, before it reaches the DA's office, obviously the GBI um, has to conduct an investigation. Those typically take about 90 days, so we're talking three months, and then it goes to the district attorney's office and they decide whether or not they're gonna file charges against anyone. Um, the, Shalina Cook-Jones has previously stated that she, um, her office take will take about 120 days. That's her goal, to at least take 120 days to assess these cases and uh, rent a decision. Um, it took more than that. Um, she has not publicly stated yet why this particular case um, took longer um, than maybe some of the others. Um, but I will note that in that same time frame, as she's getting this case, there was another GBI investigation um, that was sitting on her desk, um, and other GBI cases are also being fielded to her. Um, so some might seem a bit more open shut, others don't. Mm-hmm. Um, as regard to her reasoning um, beyond behind why this probably took a little longer, um, we've yet to learn that. Um, that is something, though, that the family has been frustrated about. Um, the fiance, Maurice Mincy's fiance, Maria Scott, had raised the issue um, several times before. She'd asked, I believe, in November and then again in February, and she was still told that the case was open. Um, and I think her concern was if she was told 120 days, then why is it taking longer? And she wasn't given any information as to why that was taking so long either. And how does that, you know, I can understand the frustration if they're expecting, you know, at least updates, communications from the DA's office. Is that something that they were supposed to be getting and didn't? Or what What was kind of the, I guess, disconnect between the Mincy family and uh, the DA's office as these 120 plus days went on? Um, well, there had been a few different legal changes on the part of the Mincy's. Um, they mm-hmm. initially had, um, I think, two different attorneys out of South Carolina um, they're no longer involved. So they've, I think, had, uh, recently hired some new attorneys um, to kind of help with, at this point, investigating whether there's anything civilly that they can be done. Um, now, as far as 
other reasons why there would be other breakdowns. Um, we have yet to know whether or not it was intentional on if there was a, a decision made to say, hey, we're going to keep in contact with this family throughout a period of time. Typically, um, you know, DAs, when they provide updates on cases before releasing it to the public, they try to keep the family in the loop and they let them know what's um happening with the case. So that's pretty standard. How frequent it happens, I am not sure. Um, I will say um, not long after um, Maria Scott raised these concerns, I think about a month later is really when the DA's office had their meeting, I want to say last week, and showed them some of the footage and they had um, they told them that their decision was, well, we're not going to prosecute the officer in this case. And unfortunately, based on the actions in this footage, the shooting is justifiable. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's a perfect segue into last week where uh, the DA's office has a press conference. They released those findings, like you just said. Um, you were there. You caught up with the family. Um, what was... What was their response to hear that after, as you say, kind of a long process of waiting to get some answers on on what happened that night? Sure. I do want to clarify the family held a press conference with their attorneys. The DA's office did, however, um, issue a press release that detailed their decision and why they did made the decision. Mm -hmm. Um, But the family... uh, was pretty much frustrated. Um, I think th- their attorney I've, uh, spoke on their behalf as well. Um, and, you know, he said that pretty much it was very jarring imaging um, imagery because they pretty much they're seeing their loved one be killed again. Um, and for, for a lot of them, it was really the first time seeing this. Um, so they feel like, you know, not only are you seeing your loved one be killed, but then you're also learning that at least in their eyes, there's not going to be anything done about this. Um, I th- I, when I spoke with Maria Scott in particular, I th- she took the position that he was not a threat, that he was not someone who seemed like he was attacking someone. Um, part of the image, part of the footage, um, obviously we stopped to a certain point in our in what we show, but um, after a certain point from the viewpoint of the uh, body camera of the officer facing Mincy, we do see uh, Mincy kind of run, um, but it's not really clear if he's running because he hears gunshots or um, what have you. So there's no way to really tell, you know, why he ran. Um, but they did note that, you know, at one point, part of the footage you do see him kind of run but he does not really get far because he unfortunately is shot um and is dead in the and along the sidewalk um so she did raise that concern personally that you know he was not a threat he was not facing any officer he did not point a gun that much is confirmed the video does not show him pointing a gun at anyone um you do see him kind of pull out um it looks to be a silver gun out of his uh, wayside, and it's, I think, tucked, like, in his back. Um, but other than that, you don't really see him making any um, threats toward an officer or anything of that nature. Yeah, and we'll circle back to the body cam footage in a second, but what is 
What are the next steps for the family? Where are they going after this? Sure. Um, after I spoke with their attorney, he basically said that, you know, once they get the footage and get the documents and everything related to um, Mincy's death, um, they'll assess whether or not they can take civil litigation. Um, that could mean that they review it and see if they have to sue, say, Savannah police for excessive use of force. Um, they could also view the image and see if proper care was taken once Mincy um, was hit the ground and was, say, rendered CPR if there were proper protocols followed there. Um, so they're probably looking at it to see if you know what this, if how this officer handled this was by the book taking a break real quick to let rice to catch your breath and i'm going to talk to you about the savannah morning news and our current promotion one dollar for six months if you would like to subscribe online uh, we're talking right now about a story that we have extensive reporting on from the moment it happened to updates along the way, as well as the only news source with the family response as well, and the exclusive uh, revealing of the body cam footage from the incident. Uh, that can be found under the subscriber tag at savannahnow.com. And we do that again because, uh, as you're hearing in this interview, Raisa did extensive reporting, and this is the kind of investigative uh, quality journalism that we want to bring to the Savannah region. And so by subscribing, it's not only just kind of giving us a, a dollar for six months, it's also going, we uh, we appreciate and we believe in the, the reporting and the journalism that you're doing for the Coastal Empire. Uh, so if you would like to subscribe, you can go check out Raius's piece at savannahnow.com or you can go to savannahnow.com slash subscribe now and support us today. Again, that's savannahnow.com slash subscribe now go there today. Now, back to Raisa. Um, so let's circle back around to the body cam footage. Uh, like I said, we it's it's available for subscribers at savannahnow.com now. Um, it's I, I watched parts of it. I know you watched pretty much the whole thing for the most part. Um, it is difficult to watch. I know before we kind of uh, discuss it more on you know, as, as journalists and reporters, let's take a quick second to just kind of be human beings mm -hmm. to a degree. Um, what was your reaction when you watched that and kind of experienced that the last moments for Maurice Mincy? It's jarring. Um, you know, it's unfortunately, it's not the first time that I've seen someone's last moments play out um, in that way. Um, it was probably... It's probably one of several times that I've seen it, unfortunately. This is probably the first time I've seen it, and you're seeing, like, very much a clear shot mm -hmm. of, of of an officer firing at someone. Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't get any easier each time you look at it because you're literally watching someone's last moments play out before your eyes. It's something that once you see it, you don't unsee it. Um, I spoke with the driver of that car um, a year ago when this happened, and he mentioned that, you know, he dreamed this plays over in his mind every night. Mm -hmm. When I spoke to him last week about it, he said, you know, it's now to a point where I think about it every other day. Um, you know, this is something that will always stay with him. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that's something that, 
you can just kind of process and put in the back of your mind. It'll always stay with you. Yeah, it's interesting watching it um, because we have the two different perspectives. You have the uh, officer who fired the gun, who's on the pa- or the driver's side, mm-hmm. and you have the uh, the perspective of the officer on the passenger side, who's speaking with Mincy the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, on the on the officer, the firing officer side, uh, yeah, you do see kind of him pull like pull something out. It looks kind of like a gun. It's silver, but it's also not incredibly clear. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do like on the when you get the passenger side perspective, you can kind of tell that he's somewhat exit. He looks like he's kind of you know they keep yelling, "Put your hands up! Put your hands up!" And he puts the one hand up and kind of seems like. Rather than like lurching to go for the the weapon, if he had mm-hmm. one, he uh, he kind of seems like he's just getting out of the car, um, and that's when the officer fires. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's kind of one. It's it's the whole thing is it's not it's it's difficult to watch because yeah, yeah you watch this person just you know immediately go away, um, but at the same time, it's it's interesting to get the two different perspectives because. Uh, you see what the officer's seen on the one side and what the officer's seen on the other side. Um, and it, it, it enlightens you on the whole process of what happened through that, you know, at least those three or four minute stretch. Yeah, it really does. Um, and you do make a good point that at no point did it feel like once he was asked to put his hands up, he does raise that one hand that he's going to go back and reach for the weapon. He's opening the door and getting out. And all of this is really playing out very slowly until shots are fired and it's almost a matter of seconds. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what almost feels jarring. You're just kind of sitting there. You know it's going to happen, but you're just kind of sitting there waiting to see it happen and it's just all of a sudden it's very instant yeah that like the lead up when he's talking to the officer on the passenger side i mean he's like smoking a cigarette just kind of talking with him it's very it's not you don't feel um it doesn't feel like the the incident's heightened necessarily no it does not it really wasn't an instant this person was shot and killed yeah um but on the on the journalism side, where where are the next steps for you as you kind of continue to follow this case? Um, what are the, what what else needs to be explored to kind of better paint the picture of what went down that night? Sure, I think the first thing that needs to be answered is why was this traffic stop almost an hour? If we're being honest, it was mm-hmm. about fifty minutes that this lasted, and you know typically when you're pulled over. Your issue, if for a traffic violation, you're told what you did wrong and you're given a ticket and you go about your day. Um, this obviously happened at night. Um, this was a situation where another officer allegedly saw these the driver run past the stop sign or did a rolling stop, which is not uncommon. Um, and he radioed in that, hey, these people ran a stop sign and somebody else went to the scene. Um, so right there, you know, there's an issue. Um, another thing that the family noted was that, you know, this traffic stop was allegedly a part of an operation. Um, and we don't know what that necessarily means yet. Like was Savannah police doing an investigation in the area? You know, were did they have eyes on them the whole time? Were they a part of this investigation? Was this a matter of, you know, We're going to go out and um, try and look for this particular type of instance and 
you know, follow through with it. Mm -hmm. Like we really don't know what the alleged operation was. Mm -hmm. Um, Excuse me. And the other thing is, you know, prior to the shooting, there were already about maybe four or five officers at the scene. Hmm. Um, So it's unclear why these extra officers were called before the shooting and you know what sparked this heightened interest in this area um i think that's probably what the biggest questions are at this moment and what i'll be looking into um in addition just digging through the body cam footage we got 108 pieces of footage and video um most of it is video and so just trying to piece through that and follow a sequence of events so that we can kind of clearly tell what happened to this. Um, one thing I do want to note, I know that um, a lot of times, you know, people do have the viewpoint of, well, if a weapon is pulled, an officer is going to, you know, fire shots. Mm-hmm. I think the other side of that in this particular uh, situation is, why was a traffic stop, a simple traffic stop, this long? And I think that's still a question that needs to be answered. Yeah, and I think it kind of feeds into what has become a bit of a national debate when it comes to um, police officers intervening uh, and dealing with situations like this in nonviolent fashion. Um, I know that uh, you know people have talked about other ways to you know handle this where maybe. You know, it could have been like a taser if he felt like something was going. But also, there, you know, you have um, uh, rubber bullets and other ways that people that uh, they've talked about, kind of on a national scale, that mm-hmm. police officers are adopting instead of just you know immediately firing the weapon. Um, but again, like it seems like we we still don't have really clarity on what what uh, the two men were doing, what the police officers were looking for. Like you just, uh, so until you have that clarity, it doesn't, you know, you don't know what um, the lead up to the situation was, so. Definitely, and that's something the family raised too, was could, uh, should a taser have been pulled in this instance? And you know, what's proper protocol here? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll say again, uh, this is available on savannahnow.com. It is under behind the subscriber paywall, but as we know, we, there's also a metered piece that we included, and it's one of those things where, um, you know, we put it behind the paywall because, as you've just listened to for 19 minutes now, like Grace did a extensive amount of reporting, uh, speaking with the family, speaking with people in the, in the DA's office, just kind of really getting a clear picture of this, and so. Um, that subscription is kind of um, rewarding and, and recognizing her for the extensive and quality journalism that she did. So I would recommend going and subscribing if you haven't um, and reading all of the reporting that we have online right now on the case. Um, but, Raisa, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. That's a wrap on the Tuesday episode of The Commute. Don't worry, fans. Adam will be back on Thursday. Until then, uh, you can find old episodes of The Commute on your favorite podcasting app. Uh, We had recent interviews on the Hyundai plant opening up in Bryan County. We had stuff on uh, Sulphur Studios and Art Southeast and some of the exhibitions they have going on. So definitely check out The Commute with At Savannah Opinion on your favorite podcasting app, whether that's Apple 
Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Pandora, what have you. Until Thursday, thanks for listening. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.